0: There are nine core marketing tools that every government contractor needs. I'm going to give you a great overview today on what they are and what should be incorporated into each one of those. The first one that I'm going to talk about is probably the most obvious. This is your capability statement. I did an entire podcast. It's the previous one to this. It is episode 241. It's called Seven Elements of a Great Capability Statement. It walks through this in detail for you. Most people know what's in a capability statement so I'm not going to get too deep into this one just understand there are seven key elements to it there's your corporate overview there's your past performance you should have areas of expertise or core competencies in there you should list your contract vehicles key corporate data your contact information certifications and possibly awards that goes into your capability statement so that is the number one thing that you need the second thing that you need is a business card because if you you're in government contracting, what are you likely going to be doing? You are likely going to be going to conferences. You're likely going to be visiting customers. You're likely going to be visiting with teaming partners and folks like that. And it's great to have a very simple business card. I don't recommend anything too fancy or anything like that. You'll probably change it from time to time. Don't go invest on 10,000 business cards just because it's cheaper or anything like that. Just buy the bare minimum out of the gate those. And then if you want to make any changes before your next order, you can do that. The main things that need to be on your business card, your name of your company, your contact information, and a little bit about what your company does. Maybe it's a few of your NAICS codes or things like that. You just need to make sure that if your company name doesn't describe what you do, that you actually put some sort of descriptors in there. Again, that's a great place for your NAICS codes and stuff like that. I always recommend you leave some room on the back or even on the side on the front so that people can take some notes. So I met Mike at the SAME conference. I met Mike at the 8A conference. I met Mike at whatever conference. And we talked about XYZ. Leave enough room that somebody can do that on your card. And also, don't get glossy cards. Or if you get glossy on the front, don't get glossy on the back. I'm not really a fan of the glossy ones anyway. But if you do that, leave one side not glossy so people can actually write on it. So that's the business cards. The third one is a professional email domain. I can't tell you how often somebody emails me from a Yahoo, Gmail, I get rocket mail every now and then. The other day I got an AOL email. That does not come across as professional. It's so simple and cheap to get a professional email domain. There's absolutely no reason not to do it. You can get it for 20, 30 bucks a year. That's how cheap it is. So you absolutely 100% need a professional email domain. Now why is that a marketing tool? because, guess what? If you have AOL or any of that other stuff in there, that does not come across like a professional tool. It comes across as a freebie and you're cutting corners. But when you have a professional email domain, most people aren't even gonna think twice about it, but it's not gonna raise the red flag. So, it is, in my opinion, a marketing tool because it doesn't raise flags, it communicates that you're professional. Did you know we have our own community for government contractors? It's called Federal Access. Just visit federal-access.com forward slash gamechangers and you can get 50% off your first month. This thing is packed full of all kinds of resources, templates, documents, strategy guides, everything you need to be a government contractor. And it gets you in our inner circle where you have direct access to myself and my partner, Josh Frank. So go check it out today at federal-access.com forward slash gamechangers. Now let's get back into this episode. The next one is your signature block. Your signature block is a marketing tool. You should use it that way. Most people don't even put anything in their signature block. There's actually a lot of people that don't even have signature blocks. When they're writing an email, they'll put at the very end, Mike or Bob or whatever, right? You should use your signature block to communicate some things about your company. I don't recommend that you put every award you've ever won back to high school or second grade. That should not be in there. I do see that in some people's signature blocks. I don't recommend that you have a ton of links in there. You can have a handful of links in your signature block, but here's the thing. Make sure if you're putting links in your signature block that you put HTTP in there and not just HTTP because if you don't put the secure link URL in there that will actually get your email sent directly to spam most of the time. So if you're having problems hearing back from people and you've got a lot of links in your email signature block take a look at that that could be the problem that you're having there. But anyway I recommend your name your contact information your title that sort of thing your company name if you have a tagline or anything like that. In my situation you know I'm part of four Amazon number one best-selling books I have links to those books because those books communicate that we're pretty awesome. And so I want to communicate that in marketing. That's what you're trying to do. A lot of time is communicate some of the really cool things you've done. That's one of the few times where you can brag about yourself and your company. Put a couple of things in there. If you've written a book or something else, put something in your signature block that communicates about your company and your successes. That's a great spot for that. The next one is your website and your government landing page. You need a website. That's number one. And you need a government landing page. Again, can't tell you how often I talk to a company and they're like, eh, we're working on our website. What do you mean you're working on your website? Your website should not take you more than a couple of days to stand up at a minimum to have three or four pages on there. A landing page, an about us, a contact us, and a services tab, and your government tab. If you have that, the rest of it can take a few weeks or months. But those minimum pages are the things that people are going to look at when they actually look up your company. The reason I want a government tab on there is I want it to stand out to the government that you are serious about this industry. Now, what should be on your government tab? This is the funny thing. It's really just the information that's on your capability statement. That's all it is. It's just in text form on your government tab. And then the other thing is a download to your capability statement because not everybody wants to hit print on your page. And guess what? what? Sometimes your pages on websites aren't that printer friendly, so it'll look kind of weird on there. You want to control what that printable version looks like. That's why you want a PDF download on your government tab. Make it simple for them. That's all it has to be. The next tool that should be in your toolbox is a capabilities brief. If you are going to be talking to government contractors, contracting officers, if you're going to be talking to other teaming partners and folks like that, you're going to need a capabilities brief at some point that is an overview of your company. It's probably going to be 10, 15, maybe 20 slides at the max, gives an overview of who you are, talks about your past performance. It's a lot of stuff in your capability statement. It's just an expanded version and talking points that you can use when you're given an overview of your company. And it's going to be something that you modify every single time before you meet with somebody. So if I'm talking with the Air Force, I'm going to modify that and talk about all the Air Force stuff that I want to show them that I've done. I'm talking to the Army. I'm going to put all my Army stuff on there. And if I have specific questions towards the end of my brief, hint, hint, you should have specific questions at the end of your brief about certain things you saw in their forecast on their website. Maybe you saw something in SAM.gov. You can have spots in your brief to talk about those things and ask questions. So that's your capability brief. The next thing is something most people have not heard of. This is your introduction and in capability statement. We call it the ICS. and this. this. This is a tool that we use or our clients use to get on strategic teams that they want to get on. It's about a 15 page document. It's in federal access. You can go check it out there, but it's a document that not only talks about everything you want to cover in your capability brief. It has your capability statement attached. It has several other key factors in there about the opportunity you're trying to chase and how you can help leverage all of your skills and knowledge to make that teaming partner very, very competitive. And that's what you use that document for. So that's the ICS, the introduction and capability statement. The next one is your social media. When it comes to your social media in government contracting, you don't need much more than LinkedIn. So you don't have to worry about Facebook or Twitter or any of those. If you have those and you want to post to those, fine. But in government contracting, the one you absolutely need is a LinkedIn account so you can connect to other people. As a marketing tool, you should learn how to use this to post things about your company to ask questions produce polls on there about your industry network with other contractors contracting officers teaming partners all those different people to communicate with other experts in your field in public so that if your uh, let's say a contracting officer or a teaming partner goes to do their homework on you while they're doing their due diligence they're going to see that you're active in the community and if you've got eight connections they're going to know you're not super active but if you've got eight thousand, Five thousand, they're gonna know you're fairly active in the community, and it's just gonna elevate your status with them. That's just the bottom line. The last one that I want to talk about is something that not everybody has, but if you have this, this is like the nuclear marketing tool. It's one of the best things you can do. I rave about this all the time. It's write a book. Writing a book is literally like the nuclear business card. There is nothing else that stands apart better than having that. If somebody walks in and they have a business card and a capability statement and I walk in and I have my book and I'm an authority figure on this subject, who do you want to hire? At a minimum, you want to pick my brain and I'll tell you why. Secretly, everybody on the planet that I've ever met wants to write a book. I've interviewed tons of people in every type of industry you can imagine. And when I'm talking to them, they'll usually say, you know, I got a question for you about writing a book. And people bring this up to me all the time, even if I'm just on the street somewhere and we're chit-chatting. And I'd say that I've written a book They're like, you know, I've always wanted to write a book and it's not even always about their industry, but it's something that if you've already done that, you're almost like an automatic hero to that person. They just want to talk to you about the book you've written. There's no better way, in my opinion, than to drop that book into your marketing. Again, whether it's your signature block on your website or let's say you're out at a conference and you've got a handful of copies of your book. What a great thing that you can sign in hand to someone, given the fact that the government Government has their $25 limit on gifts, make sure the price is like $19.95 or something like that on your book so that you can give it to somebody if you wanted to give it to them. But having a book is literally one of the things that will blow away all of the competition if you have that. It's not hard to write a book. I think I've done a couple of podcasts on that. It's just a really, really simple way to impress your customers. We've covered the nine tools today. If you haven't listened to it already, I would go back and listen to episode 241, seven key elements of a great capability statement. That is a great next podcast if you haven't listened to that one yet. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Game Changers. If you did, please go like and share this episode on your social media as well as rate and review the episode. That helps other government contractors find out about the podcast and benefit just like you. We'll see you next time.